0: Hello, my friend, and welcome to another episode of A Blessing in Divorce. Today, I want to talk to you about communication. I actually thought I was done talking about our relationship stuff, uh, because that was kind of my focus for the month of February. But as it turns out, I have more to say. And let's face it, kind of everything we do in life is about relationships. And communication is a huge part of that. So I'm just going for it. I was actually talking to a client this morning, a coaching client, and she was quite beside herself. And, you know, it's, it's not that she had a particularly unique situation, but the way that she expressed herself really, I do know, really inspired me to want to share this with you. So she's at the end of a relationship. We're kind of in the limbo phase of not knowing where it's going. And, you know, she was really sad and felt like she was losing something of value, of course and something that mattered to her and she uh, but she also was really feeling that she wanted to reflect on her role and this is what's so important you know when we go into relationships it's not we get so focused on the other person what they want what they think are they right Uh, are there any red flags we we spend so much time perhaps making a mental list or even a physical list sometimes of what we want in a partner And that's all fine to focus on that and to know that and have clarity on all those things. But what about you? What about how you are showing up in a relationship? How about your communication skills? Are they up to snuff? Are they as excellent as you're asking for from the other person? Hmm, Some interesting questions, right? I'd like to talk to you about some of that today. Welcome back to another episode of A Blessing in Divorce. I am so grateful to be allowed into your headset and date today. My name is Elizabeth, and I'm the host of this podcast and the owner and founder of The Separation Club, which is the club you never wanted to be part of, but the best club to be in if you're going through separation and divorce. Here we talk about how to heal, move forward, and find love if you're so inclined. Also, motherhood through divorce, finding yourself and creating the life you deserve. Our tools are community, sisterhood, honesty, vulnerability and spirituality. And that's when we aren't talking to our experts. I am also a divorced mother of four adult sons, I'm remarried and a stepmom to three, so we will be talking about everything that goes with all of that here. So if you are recently separated, thinking of separating, divorcing or even beyond your divorce but still feeling it then this is the podcast for you. As I said today, we're gonna talk about communication and we're gonna talk about how we show up in relationships. Thank you for joining me for this conversation. I am looking forward to communicating with you as I'm talking about exactly that. You know, as we go through separation divorce, breakups, whatever it may be, just life, honestly, and any relationships in our lives, communication is obviously hugely important. We all know this. We talk about this. We say things like, I want to have, you know, a partner that's really good at communicating. That's a huge, you know, one of those things that we put down is hugely important, right up there with, you know, loyalty, honesty, kindness, respect, and good communication. And I agree. I also want to be around people who know how to communicate. But I think sometimes we leave out a really important factor or a contributing factor, and that's our ability to communicate when you are writing a list or making, like I said, a mental list, as I said earlier, about what you want in a partner and communications on that list. When's the last time you made a mental list or a physical list of how you want to show up in a relationship and how where you fall when it comes to communication. Just because we are good at talking does not mean we're communicating well. Sometimes we can talk and talk to the point where we're talking over people, where we're ignoring, we're not hearing them, or we're just simply pay- playing sort of lip service to something, but we're not actually saying things in a way that is that can be heard by the other person. So I think sometimes we need to, well, sometimes, I believe it's incredibly important that before we ask for our partners, our friends, whoever, to have good communication skills, we need to really look at our own. And that's what I want to do with you today, because it's really hard for us to detect and spot good or bad communication in others if we don't really know what that means for us. And it's different for everybody. You know, what I consider to be good and important communication and the way that I like to communicate is going to be very different from what you need and what you do at this point when it comes to communication. If you're a frequent listener here, you probably already know this about me, and that is that I really emphasize or place a lot of importance on taking responsibility for ourselves. Everything really starts with you. It starts with you you knowing what you need, what you want, and also really having a good sense of how you show up in this world. And once we know all those things, then we also need to get clear on how we want to show up in this world. You know, is there something about, for example, your communication style that isn't conducive to someone else communicating well with you? Do you have a way of communicating that shuts people down? Or are you a non-communicator, which that in itself may shut people down? And sometimes, you know, we We get caught up in saying things, and without meaning to, and without realizing that we're doing it, we're creating an environment where the other person might not feel safe to say something. And by safe, please understand that I mean emotionally safe, not physical. I mean, that might be a case, but that's not what I'm addressing today, okay? I know that when... I know that I've changed. Let's put it that way. I know how much I have changed my communication style, my understanding of communication, and also the understanding of how my communication affects others. I know my strengths and I know my weaknesses. I know that when I get all worked up and I get upset or if I get emotional, I can really ramble on. I know that must be such a shocker to all of you here listening to me, but I can really ramble on and repeat myself. And I know that in itself can be very frustrating for the person who's listening to me because I think sometimes they feel like I'm implying in a way or must think that they're somehow stupid because I keep repeating myself to them like they didn't hear me the first three times, right? So that's just something that I do. Now, I know why I do that. And this is where the reflection is so important. And by doing this work on myself, and I'll share it with you in a moment, I can change that part of me. So I know that I tend to repeat myself. And I'm, by the way, getting much better at this. But I do it because in the past in previous relationships including my family relationships like family meaning parents and things like that childhood i didn't feel that people valued what i had to say i didn't feel that anyone really listened to what i was saying as a child i was often dismissed as a daydreamer you know that i had all kinds of creative ideas and and yes i was a dreamer i still am and when i would. Share my dreams or my ideas or what I was thinking or what was going on in my mind. Yeah, they would laugh at me or dismiss me because, like, oh, aren't you just the biggest daydreamer? Or your head is always in the clouds, Elizabeth. You know. And and as a child, I guess I just learned over time that they weren't interested in my dreams or those thoughts in particular. So I stopped sharing them, and that's actually something something that held me back for decades in my life anytime I came up with a really, you know, a creative idea or an out there scary idea for a business or something I wanted to do as a project, I would, as soon as someone expressed anything negative, any kind of, I don't know if that's going to work, then I just backed off. I was like, oh, here I go with my head in the clouds. It was just, and it wasn't even a conscious thought like that. But as I look back, I see how I immediately pulled away. Or Even if I didn't pull away from the idea, I completely stopped sharing it with others. I did not talk about what I wanted to do. I did not share my dream with other people. And it's really hard to achieve a dream when you're not putting it out in the world and you're not sharing it. And, you know, what? the other thing that happened was I ended up proving the paradigm, the belief, the old belief that had been put in me. I ended up proving it right But because when I wasn't telling anyone, when I wasn't sharing... And then when it didn't work, or if it didn't work, well, nobody knew that I even had the dream, right? So it wasn't a big deal. So I wasn't held accountable to anything or anyone, not even really myself. So I walked away or backed off or dropped a lot of dreams or, like, over time because of that. And the important thing here, this isn't about you know feeling sorry for me because of that. It's not about that at all. It's about me understanding that pattern, learning from it, and changing it. So my choice now, for example, when I have a new dream is I only share it with people I feel safe telling it to, meaning they're not going to tell me I can't do it, or I wait with sharing it until I feel so strong in it that I don't care what they say. (laughs) I hope that makes sense. But that's just one part of communication. So back to you and your communication style or the communication style that you would like to see in a partner or a friend. And first, of course, you need to get clear on that. And I would suggest just even writing down in your journal, what kind of communication would I like to see in my partner? What kind of communication would I like to experience with my family? What kind of communication would I like to experience with my closest friends? Start there. And then when you've done those three lists, ask yourself this question. What kind of communication style am I currently sharing with these three groups of people? And if you don't currently have a partner, how did you communicate in your previous relationships? Really important reflection. It's so key that we go back and we look and we we take a look at ourselves before we take a look at how everybody else is doing it. Their communication style might be just fine. It might be us that's shutting it down. It might be us that's afraid of what they might say, and therefore we're not communicating clearly to begin with. Maybe we're defensive. Maybe we tend to be um, on the offensive in a way, like attacking when we communicate about our feelings. Or maybe we just shut down and we don't share anything. And then we complain that our partner doesn't share with us. Like that has to happen first. So by doing this reflection, you will learn so much about you and let's remember, the only thing you control in life is you. Your choices, what comes out of your mouth, your decisions, your dreams, it's all coming from within you. You can't expect somebody else's communication style to change your life unless you are actively communicating the way you want to communicate and thereby attracting communication and, and conversation and interactions that are aligned with that. Now, back to my client this morning who I was speaking with and where communication broke down with her and the person she was dating. Now, I'm going to just start out by saying I'm assuming the reason you're here, I'm kind of talking from that place of that. You are listening to this podcast because of a breakup, because of a split, separation, divorce, whatever it may be, but the end of an important relationship. And in just about every case when that happens, it's as a result of a breakdown in communication and probably other things as well, where communication again is the key, right? So I would guess that a lot of you are thinking to yourselves, I wish we had communicated better. I wish my partner had communicated more clearly with me or communicated at all. Um, But I'm hoping that now you're also thinking, "Hmm, what is my communication style? So I want you to really think about that. In my conversation with my client this morning, She, I'm going to say, has an avoidant communication style, meaning as soon as she feels that that her heart could be hurt, she backs off and shuts down. And again, I think this is really common. She has a, a really abusive and traumatic background. And as such, she's been protecting herself for years. And now she's opening up and, you know, her heart got hurt a little bit, not because somebody was awful to her. But one of the big things that was evident was this breakdown of communication between them, because as soon as her partner was communicating some kind of independence or even vagueness uh, in an answer about future, or at least perceived vagueness, by the way, she would shut down. She would just completely shut down, um, would potentially also be visibly upset, and but wouldn't talk about it necessarily, right? So... First of all, I believe that that would have left him feeling kind of unsafe or at least hesitant to communicate his feelings to her because clearly, in some ways, she wasn't really able to handle it, right? And any that he expressed whether it was some kind of commitment to the future or some kind of um, need to have some independence within the relationship, he sensed this in her and she was aware of it. But she couldn't stop herself because what she heard from him was that he was wanting it to be casual, wanting it to be, uh, you know, really that he wanted his alone time and all that kind of stuff. But when she explained to me the things that he'd said, I actually don't believe that's what he was saying. But I, of course, can't know that. I'm not in the situation. My point of using this as an example is I believe this is a very common push-pull between Two people when they are establishing the relationship. In the beginning, of course, when we meet somebody, we're all hot and bothered and everything is wonderful and we're sharing our excitement about each other in some way or another, whether it's physically, emotionally, um, you know, who knows, right? But as things settle, it becomes important that we continue to share how we feel and now that our feelings are becoming more... uh, deeper, I should say, and more meaningful, really. It is also important to share as we need to start setting some boundaries and some uh, clarity around what we want from relationships. Both partners need to feel safe and comfortable saying things like, you know, I really need a lot of alone time. Like, that's how I reset myself. That's how I find, you know, get in alignment with my purpose or whatever that may be. And that could be articulated in any number of ways. But as a person hearing this, it's important that we hear that that's what the person's telling us and that we don't read into it from our own place of fear, thinking, oh, this person's just saying that they don't really want to commit to me and that they don't want to be with me all the time and they'd rather be alone. No, that isn't really what was said, right? Now, again, communication. If you are not sure what the person meant... You simply ask without any prejudice, without any assumptions. You just simply say, can you tell me a bit more about that, what that means or what that looks like for you? Or can you tell me more about how I can support you in that? And I also believe, and I shared that with my client this morning, when somebody tells you something that they really enjoy or value in their life, like alone time or time with their friends or something like that, I believe that one of the first things you could say to them that would be really helpful to continue the conversation is, thank you for sharing that with me. I'm, I'm really glad you told me that that's important to you. That makes it important to me as well. Can you tell me more? And she made a really good point today, which I really I admire in her. She goes, I realized I need to be more curious. I need to not just take it to heart. I need to be more curious first and ask more questions. So we actually role played questions that she could potentially ask. And I just shared a couple of those with you. Now, my question to you is, how do you handle when somebody who means a lot to you, and it could be a friend or a family member or a new partner, potentially, how do you receive information that feels like they're pushing you away or feels like you don't know what they're trying to say to you and that has something to do with how they feel about you? Do you throw your walls up? Do you attack? Do you get it really emotional and start crying because you feel like you're being pushed away? And I'm not saying any of those are wrong. I'm just saying, how do you naturally respond to something that you don't quite understand or you don't really love hearing? That's a really important question for you to ask yourself. So I want to remind you of something. I know I said this in the previous episode, but I I just loved it. I saw it on Instagram one day or something, but someone said this and it just really hit home. Because one thing people ask me all the time is how do you know if it's a red flag? How do you know, how do you see them? How do you know if there's red flags? Well, that's a whole other conversation. But here's what I'll tell you. Triggers, that's your shit. Red flags is theirs. And this is how you know the difference. If they're saying something, does not in itself mean or you know cruel um they're not making fun they're not being disrespectful they're just talking okay and it hits you it just hits you take a few breaths before you lash back and defend yourself or something like that and just think to yourself this is mine this triggered me why why did this trigger me and that's a conversation or exploration that you can have with yourself later or with your coach or with your therapist or with you know a friend and get into like, you know, my partner said this and I just, I just wanted to burst into tears. Why? Was what they said hurtful? Not in itself. Your interpretation might have felt really hurtful, but that's because of your trigger. Now, if they are saying something hurtful, they're being mean, they're making fun, they're ridiculing you and that's hurting you, that's a red flag, that's different. That's them projecting something onto you that you know they're, I don't know if they're self-protecting or if they're just not a nice person, but that's different, that's a red flag, okay? So triggers, like I said, your shit, red flag, theirs. So the first thing I want you to do or try to do when something hits you is distinguish between the two. If it's a red flag, sorry, if it's a trigger and you're sitting with this person and suddenly realize you feel like you wanna cry and they're going, what, is something wrong? Did I say something wrong? What can you say, right? For example, you could say something like, you know what, for some reason that really triggered me, but I know that's not about what you said, and it's everything to do with me. And I'd love to talk to you about it, but I need to just kind of work through it on my own first because I don't want to dump this on you and make it like it was your fault, which is not. So just give me some time and maybe we can talk about it again tomorrow, right? Now, this person, if they really care about you, they might, they might, uh, Well, you know, either they'll accept that and say, Okay, I I hear you. Let's talk about that tomorrow. Or they might say, no, come on, talk to me. Talk to me. What's going on? And that's fine. If you feel comfortable and you feel safe, you can go ahead and talk about it. Just make sure that you are focusing on you, that you're not saying, you know, you said this and you said this. It's not about that. Just say for some reason, these are the feelings that came up when you said that. And I'm thinking it might be, you know, you can have that conversation. But you see how different that communication is and how differently that conversation would go versus what are you saying? Are you saying this? Are you saying you don't want to be with me? Are you saying, you know, whatever, that you in the moment jumped to this conclusion because of a trigger. So what are some of these triggers? Triggers could be things like a fear of abandonment because in your previous relationship, maybe your partner abandoned you. Maybe they took off and went off with someone else. That's abandonment. There might also be a fear of rejection that comes with that. You felt rejected and discarded by this person who was supposed to be your forever after. Those wounds are still with you, even when you've done a lot of healing and a lot of work. They'll show up every now and then. I remember when I started dating my husband, Glenn, who I am married to now, and there were times when things happened you know, he'd say something and I would burst into tears or I'd pick a fight with him. It was ridiculous. I would literally pick a fight with him. And while I'm doing it, I'm thinking to myself, why am I picking a fight with him? He was actually being nice to me. He was being nice and considerate. But my trigger was saying, you're just getting set up. You're just getting set up. And as soon as, you know, you go with what is being said to you, it's going to backfire and he's going to punish you for it. He's going to be mad at you for it because that was a pattern that I was used to. I was used to being with someone who punished me, even though he would say that it was okay in the first place. And then when I did it, I got punished for it. Or he wouldn't communicate with me at all about it. And then, you know, he spent two days not talking to me because of some itty bitty thing that I could never have anticipated. I was used to that. And I was so afraid of that happening again, that I just, you know, if he if he said something, I, basically he would say things like, I'll do whatever you want to do I'm like no that's bullshit you tell me what you want I asked first I'd have I'd have a full-out fight with him so what did I do about it I went to my therapist and I said I'm going insane here I'm actually arguing with someone who's being only nice to me and he helped me the therapist helped me uncover where this came from helped me understand it so that when it happened again I could first of all explain it that this is why it's really hard for me to just say okay. And I could also receive his kindness better because I stopped being so afraid of that he was going to punish me for it, which, of course, he wasn't that kind of person. Join me in the little daydream here, okay? Just imagine, if you're not driving, by the way, and not walking, you can close your eyes. But if you're driving or walking, keep your eyes open, but just stay with my voice. And imagine that you are heading off to see a person who means a lot to you. It can be a really close friend, it can be a family member, or it could be a new person in your life or a current relationship, right? And you're on your way to see them knowing you have something really important you need to talk to them about. You need to share something about yourself that you haven't shared with them and you realize that they need to know this now, that it is affecting your relationship that they don't know this about you. And you are going there with peace in your heart. Peace in your heart because you know that you are going to be openly and lovingly sharing something of yourself. And it feels good to do so because this this friendship or relationship is important to you. And you know that you sharing this will strengthen it. You know that this person will receive it well. This person will listen to you they will honor what you said, they will value that you shared it, and they will respond in a way that is loving and caring, and together you will figure out how to work through this little bump that you've had. You know all of this as you're heading there. It's going to be a great conversation. Difficult to have, but you know it's going to be good. The end result will be a good one. How does that feel? How does that feel in your heart? How does that feel in your body in general? How does it feel in your throat, your throat chakra? Knowing that you are going to be able to find the words to express your feelings and your heart and your love and that it will be received well and that you will be heard and you will hear their response. How does that feel? How would you like to be in a relationship or friendship like that? I know that's what all of us want, but I think we need to start imagining ourselves doing those things. We tend to imagine ourselves going for long walks on the beach and going out for dinner and, you know, maybe being in a passionate embrace with someone. We think about those things. We see that in movies. But how often do you imagine yourself sharing and talking and you sharing and talking, not just them, and then them responding exactly the way that they need to, but in the way that honors what you've said. You know, the yin and the yang between the female and the male, just to use a more traditional perspective, but this exists even in same sex relationships. The, the female part is receiving and giving, giving of emotion and love, sharing, being open, um, open without hesitation. Without inhibition, the male energy, if you will, the masculine energy, is to protect, to um, also honor the sharing, to create a safe space for the sharing. I believe that first of all, we all have masculine energy in us, male or female. But for a moment, to just take on the, you know, that let's say we're talking about a male partner. It's in them to want to be a safe place for you. That's what they want. Let's help them get there. Let's understand that not all of them have been taught how to communicate. In fact, most of them haven't. They've been taught to tough it out and don't you know, cry like a girl. And what are you doing talking about your feelings? That's what they've been taught. Their triggers, their limitations come from that place of that it's unsafe to share feelings. They will be laughed at and ridiculed. You can communicate already from a much higher level because you're used to it with your friends and whatever. And again, I'm assuming you're a woman. (laughs) And I apologize to all of you men who are out there listening. Um, I hope you hear the message that you need to hear from this and that this helps you anyway. Okay, so what I'm really saying is honor each other's communication style. While the other person's sharing, create that environment where they can continue to share openly without feeling that they have to attack or defend. Be a safe place for their words. Allow them to land. And even if their words feel hard to hear, triggering, take a deep breath. And you can even say, okay... Those landed a bit hard, but let me just let me just breathe through this and think about what you said or ask some questions. Can I ask you what you meant by this particular whatever you said so that I don't misunderstand it? Ask questions. Be curious. Listen. Really listen. You know, that brings me to a huge part of communication that is often missed. The hearing part, the listening part. We place such emphasis on the words that are spoken. But as we are speaking our feelings, we want to be heard, and they do too. So when someone's sharing something with you, whether you like hearing it or not, hear it. Hear it for what they're saying. And if you don't understand where it's coming from, ask them. When we get our backs up, we jump into our ego, we start defending and protecting we tend to already formulate our answer and our counterattack before they've even finished talking. We're no longer really hearing what they're saying. We're no longer listening to their heart speaking. We are just hearing how they're hurting ours and we're going to jump back and get them back for it. And I know we've all done it. I certainly have. I still make that mistake sometimes. But I'm really trying and I've gotten, I will say, very much better at it. That was not good English. (laughs) At allowing someone to speak to me and tell me what they think. And it might be really hard for me to hear. I'm crying, perhaps. And I'll say, ignore the fact that I'm crying. I can't help it. Just keep talking. And they do. And then I take several deep breaths and I either ask some questions or I just simply receive it and say... Thank you for sharing that with me and I will, you know, whatever response is needed, whether it's an apology or whatever, and allow me to think about this. Can I get back to you later? Or if I already have a feeling that I want to share, of course, I do it in the moment. Communication is multifaceted and it only works if both of you are invested in that success. So to, to wrap up today, I want to ask you how invested Are you in the success of your communication? If you're only focusing on their communication, you're missing the point. You're missing the part that you need to play. And that's how you communicate. And that's how you receive their communication. And then, of course, how you respond. You can only change how you do things. What you say, the words that come out of your mouth, your thoughts, and your interpretations. That's the only thing you control. You cannot control them. You can create an environment where they feel safe. You can create an environment where they feel heard. And you can ask them to do that for you. Absolutely. And it's, it's what you should ask for. And it's what you deserve to get. Work towards that. Instead of placing all these rules on how this other person needs to be, has to be this excellent communicator for you to want to be with them. Do you hear how that already potentially puts someone on the defensive? Because trust me, they pick up on that they're not doing well enough. But are you doing well enough? Okay, I think I'm going to stop there. I think this was a good conversation. Um, Well, I think so anyway. I don't know what you think. And I would love to hear from you. I really want to hear from you. So whether you put it into a review or I can't even speak anymore. Whether you put it into a review with some stars or you contact me on Instagram at the Separation Club or anywhere else where you can find me and there will be links in the show notes, I really do want to hear from you, how you feel about these podcast episodes, what you'd like to hear about from me. So with that, I will wrap up today. But before I go, I am running a coaching session on this inside my Rising Free Membership in March. Um, At the time of speaking right now, I can't promise you exactly which date it will be, but it will be in the second half of March. So here's what I'd like for you to do. Join the Rising Free Membership. It is a beautiful community of support, coaching, um, past coaching videos, a lot of other things, but most important, the most valued part of that membership are the weekly calls where we all get together. I do some coaching. We do a lot of conversation. We, I answer questions. We work through these, exactly these kinds of topics. And I would like for you to be part of that. I believe that you would find so much healing and growth and um, answers to your questions in that place. I I not just believe that, I know that because I see it in the other women. The other thing that you get, which you might not realize how valuable it is until you have it, and that is the friendship among these women. This is not a big group. It's a small group of women who are there for each other every hour of every day. Honestly, you need something you send out a message. Somebody's awake in some time zone to get back to you. And these are women that you get to know. These are the women I'm going to Costa Rica with in March, which is why the communication talk is coming later. Um, we are going on retreat and I get to meet these women in person for the first time. I am so excited. And maybe next year you'll come with me because we've already booked our date. But more on that another time. I would love for you to consider the Rising Free membership. I know it's a place of healing, healing, Growth, community, and sisterhood for you and for everyone else. Because not only do we heal in the presence of others, but there's so much healing and growth when we share support to others, when we give support, when we give love to the others. You know, on one call, you might be the one who needs it. On the next call, you're the one who is giving support to someone else who needs it. And both are so instrumental in growth. So, I will leave all that information below, but I would love to see you on a call in March and specifically on this call, the call that I'm going to do on communication, where we're really going to work through it, where you can ask questions like, okay, here was the situation, Elizabeth, now this is what happened, how could I, should I handle that? What's the best way for me to move forward? How can I, you know, look within myself and discover what my triggers are. I want to help you answer those questions, okay? And that's what we're going to do together. So I will see you soon inside Rising Free. And until then, I'll catch you on the next episode of A Blessing in Divorce. Have the most beautiful day.